and welcome to the third episode of the Cloth Nappy Geek podcast. Today I am joined by Katie, who is the very talented lady behind the Mum So Crazy brand, who make nappies and cloth sanitary pads as well. I've been really impressed talking to Katie because her eco-credentials really strongly shine through and she's just an inspiration to everybody who is looking at reducing their impact on the planet and the waste that they're producing as well. So join us as we talk about her nappies and her cloth sanitary products and what is coming next for her brand. Hi everyone, I'm Cloth Nappy Geek and today I am joined by Katie from Mum So Crazy who is a work at home mum who makes her own nappies and also some cloth sanitary products as well. So hi Katie. Hi. Um, so when did you start your business and why? Um, it was probably about three years ago now that I first started, maybe even four years ago, that I started thinking about um, making my sewing more than a hobby really or even if it was a hobby that could pay for itself. Um, it was a period of time I suppose my mental health had suffered um, with work stress fairly commonplace nowadays I suppose um so I was sat at home for quite a while um needed something to do and I always found sewing a really relaxing experience and it allowed me to think through things I need to think through um so that was when I opened up my Etsy shop um so yeah I guess that was when Mum So Crazy was born um helped me through a rough time then and it's always kind of given me a focus whatever's going on the rest of my life it's always given me a um yeah, giving me that focus, giving me something that I love to do that I can work on whenever I want to. Oh, lovely. They do say sort of creative outlets are really good for mental health as well. So it's great that you found yeah. that useful for you. Yeah. So when did you learn how to sew? It was a long time ago. Um, I was surrounded by a family of sewers and knitters, I suppose. Um, knitting product, I remember my grandma was sitting there, you know, you hear the click of needles. I, I mean, I can knit, but nowhere near that fast. Um, <laughs> yeah and sewing I, I suppose I got into it at school especially like machine sewing I'd done a lot of hand sewing things like mum would always make sure we can sew on buttons and you know be fairly self-sufficient and scout badges things like that um but yeah sewing machine it was probably definitely secondary school I think um getting into textiles and then they would just like draw a line on a piece of paper or a piece of fabric and sew a straight line and um yeah so that was when I that was when I first used the sewing machine I suppose and then um I got asked by a friend to take some trousers up and they would buy me a sewing machine if I'd take up all their trousers for the next however many years. Wow, that's um, a good deal. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> I was very happy with that one at the time. So yeah, that was um, my first like more basic sewing machine that I got. Um, and it took off from there, really. Okay, you've owed that friend quite a lot then. Yeah, <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. <laughs> how lovely so um where did the name mum so crazy come from originally I think it was because I'd seen a friend who had a Facebook page and she just sews for a hobby again and just does random bits and pieces but like to keep it all on a specific page rather than a f personal Facebook page um and her it, her initials were actually S-E-W so that's spelled so um and I think it was called so pink something like that um and that's when I thought oh you could use so as a different as a you know different connotation as it were um in a different context and 
I think it was my son that must have come downstairs and he went, oh, you're doing so now, mum. And he says, you've gone so crazy. And I think that's where it first popped into my head. Um, and I wrote it down a few times, drew a few doodles, trying to think of like a logo or whatever. And it kind of just went on from there, really. Okay, that's great. I, I did wonder if your children would have had some sort of input into it. <laughs> yeah. I like the name. Yeah. It's, it's cute. So talk me through the design of your nappies. What were your sort of must-have features in how you've designed it? I actually use a, um, a pattern designed by somebody else. So I use the Happy Hippos patterns, which is quite a common pattern, quite a few other makers that I know of, um, certainly other one brands that use it. Um, I mean, some have adapted it to their own um, their own preferences, I suppose. But for me, it was the fact that I had a very tried and tested pattern. There's, you know, it's, it's one that's been used by thousands of people. Um, I know this particular pattern maker for a long time has put a lot of effort into creating a pattern. So I knew they were really reliable. Um, so I knew that I'd be able to make a reliable product from it that people would want to buy and would ultimately obviously serve its purpose. I wanted a, pass, a pattern that I could customise, that I can offer my customers whatever um, style of nappy they want really. So I do an all-in-one, an all-in-two, um, fitted nappies and pockets in various different shapes and sizes. And we're just working on a pull-up at the moment. Oh wow, a pull-up would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's such a market for that that um, I don't really think anyone's properly filled. And I do see on sort of Facebook groups and stuff, people always asking if there's a, a pull-up version of a cloth nappy. Yeah, I've just sent some out to my testers at the moment. They're more to fit like um, pants, I suppose. Hmm. Um, they're really tiny, so it has scared me a bit when I've sewn a book up of sizes <laughs> today. Um, they are really small, but they do seem to have got a decent amount of absorbency in them. So I'm hoping hoping they work and if not there's another one on, on the horizon that's more of like a one size side snap um pull up because they also have a lot of them have the um snap options that's why I like these patterns so that if there is an accident you can change it out quite easily yeah you don't want to be able to pull down a yeah no no <laughs> oh, I'm Nobody very excited that. for that for you that'd be really cool so how do you choose your prints um and all the different fabrics that you use for your nappies um I usually just go off what I like. I do pay a lot of attention to what's popular at the time. Um, you know, like we've gone through like avocado phases and unicorn phases and now it's like space galaxy phases and obviously the seasonal prints as well. Um, I have actually started buying exclusive prints in my next round of um, prints that I've got coming in that have been printed at the moment are actually all exclusive. So I've started working with a few designers to... Um, make those custom prints more along the lines of what I see fits with my brand. Oh, lovely. And um, how will you come about the names for those custom prints? Because that'd be a particularly exciting avenue for you. I haven't even thought about that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not, yeah, no, it's fine. It's just it's not something I'd really um, thought about at the moment. I'll see if, uh, might stick it in my Facebook group, see if anybody can come up with some good ones. Yeah. I'm awful at names. <laughs> yeah. So the lining of your nappies, so I've, I'm testing one at the moment for your pocket nappy and the lining is really unusual because it's a really bright, colourful colour, whereas everything else I own is white. What made you go down the road of choosing coloured inserts? It seems really popular. Um, I've had loads of like comments, positive comments about it. Initially, so I know a lot of people use white, um, which is great for seeing if it's clean, stains, except, you know, there's nothing like something that's pristine white. Um, but I thought everybody, you know, you see lots of the outside of the map is all the time. They look really cute. Um, 
but then yeah I suppose for me it was just that extra what extra can I bring to the market in terms of what isn't out there at the moment um and then one of the companies that I use for PUL I think they're Australian based um actually started really releasing their printed version of the wicking jersey so I thought let's give it a go so that's why you've got it through as testers at the moment um so yeah I just really wanted the outside the inside to just be as, as full as the outside really yeah and it really is and it's also really useful because it's got two inserts the pocket is digging it through the clean washing basket and trying to find that it's it's so simple to find up. yeah 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 <laughs> No, that's good. I've not thought about that. So that's a good sort of yeah. pro to add to the list. <laughs> Definitely. They just stand out so much. I don't know. So mine's like really bright and orange, but I don't know if that's the kind of colour you use or if you mix it up. But yeah, they're really easy to find and pair back up again. Yeah, my idea was to go with like coordinating prints. So for each, I suppose, round of PUL prints that I pull out was to have some kind of coordinating um, wicking jersey to go across the middle. There won't be as many prints, but hopefully some. Okay, I'm excited to see what the next round is, definitely. What is your most favourite print you've ever made? Most favourite prints? Probably stick with Harry Potter, because that's just me inside and out. <laughs> um, yeah, Harry Potter geek through and through. So they always make me smile a lot when I pick those out. Um, but some of the seasonal ones as well, like the toadstools this time, um so yeah some of those always like some of the Christmas prints they always make me smile because it's yeah. just that it just adds that something extra when it's seasonal yeah definitely and I, I've got the toast doors as you know um it's funny like the Harry Potter stuff is really popular like a, a few different bands have got some sort of like Harry Potter sort of theme prints um I'm not a Harry Potter fan myself I don't really don't really get it but they do seem to have such like a good good market for them yeah I think I grew up with Harry Potter so that's probably why I'm um more stuck to it more attached to it I suppose and my <laughs> youngest daughter is just getting into it now so it's uh, it's exciting to go through it all again with her yeah oh bless her so you also make a range of cloth sanch products which I mentioned at the beginning as well so yeah. that must keep you really busy with sort of having two different lines on the go as well it does yeah I mean the um cloth pads were the original line to mum so crazy really that that was what um I started sewing partially because of my own journey into um, reusable products and wanting to be a bit more environmentally, can't talk, environmentally friendly, when I can spit the word out. Um, so, and for me, it was something simple, like looking at what I put in the bin every day. So I wrote down, made a list and wrote down what I put in the bin every day, um, including obviously like the bathroom bin. So that was where I came up and thought that's one of the changes I could make. Didn't particularly know a great deal about it, joined a few Facebook groups, started sewing my own horrendous pads because they were <laughs> awful first attempts were absolutely shocking um and it just went from there really I mean they were all functional they're all usable I still have them in my bag now um yeah and it just went from there and I realized that, you know, at that point there wasn't as many makers out there um and certainly not in certain you know there's niches within cloth sandwich pads again so like I picked different um topper fabrics I suppose a bit like having a printed inside of a nappy I picked different different fabrics to go on top um that I found worked best for me and I thought well if they work for me they've got to work for some other people so I went down that line really yeah that's really cool um so how long ago did you start making the cloth sanctuary pads it must be about five years ago now I definitely sewed my own and I have a ridiculous stash <laughs> And I'm, I'm talking hundreds. Oh, wow. 
yeah but that's how many I'd sewn and then I started sewing them for friends for family um and that and like local groups and things that's when people were like oh you need to you need to start selling these there's going to be a lot more people that want them um so that was what gave me the push really I'd been doing them for a long time so I could churn out a um a reliable product something that I knew you know if I had bought that I would be happy to receive it because that's always one of my main things was I wouldn't want anybody to open that packet and then be disappointed with what was in it yeah um so yeah a bit of a perfect drive going on there but um yeah it was it was definitely I think that and I think one particular family member had mentioned and kind of pushed me over the edge with it and was just like go for it you need to do it so I took the opportunity while I was off work for two or three months whatever it was in the end and just went for it Brilliant. They're such a good swap as well. And it's something I personally wouldn't have ever considered until I started using mm-hmm. cloth nappies on my baby. But I'm so glad I've made the switch. Yeah. Do you find yeah, I know a lot of people like that? Do you? Yeah. Do you find a lot of your customers yeah. um, are cloth nappy customers? Or do you think some of the people are people who are just coming, trying to find more environmentally friendly products? Um, I think it's probably a mix of both, really, because, um, I mean, in terms of my Etsy shop, I tend to sell a lot of cloth pads and things like handkerchiefs and stuff, stuff like that. So I think because they know it's handmade, a lot of people tend to go there when they're looking to do these swaps. Um, and especially because they're looking for local products. So I find that's always a big driver on Etsy as well. Um, is people looking to find preferably within you know their local county or wherever obviously to reduce air miles and travel miles on products. Mm. um so if they can find somebody down the road that's made it then obviously it's even better so etsy tends to be the first port of call um for a lot of those um and then cloth nappies tend to be driven more through social media and word of mouth because obviously i think they're just that little bit bigger purchase that you have to put you know sink quite a bit of money into initially to start off with um that you really need to have something that's going to work yeah definitely and i also think i know everyone says with cloth nappies i'll just start with one but the, the washing of one cloth nappy is quite difficult whereas of a CSP it, that's much easier to manage just that just swap into one yeah you can just bung it in your wash with anything like I do with mine I just rinse them out and then bung them in the wash with anything yeah and that's yeah. that it's it's no big deal um but yeah definitely cloth nappies is, I know that everyone helps you know everyone's one less disposable in landfill but yeah you definitely need a decent amount to start off with yeah I'd say so definitely yeah um, so what is next for your brand? Have you got anything else coming up on the horizon? Now you've mentioned your exclusive prints, which is really exciting. Yeah, so I'm moving towards exclusive prints. Um, that was a big step for me because obviously that took a lot of um, time and energies and input to think what I wanted to do, which prints I wanted to go with, which designers I've worked with. Um, so I've tried to support other WAMs as much as possible. Um, then printing companies, that was a whole other issue is finding somebody to print the fabric again trying to be a bit more eco-conscious about it reduce air miles um ethics of the factories things like that um all come into play um i am hopefully launching a new product next week on my csp line um that i've been developing for a while now it's been with testers for um probably at least a month nearly now um and it's a zero waste um pad I suppose that I've that I wanted to make a pattern that didn't produce any waste when you make it because a lot of standard CSP that we all like and love are all nice fancy shapes yeah but they create they naturally create a lot of waste when you make them um because you've not you know you have your seam allowance and things like that and they don't all fit on the fabric the right way and so yeah they generate a lot of waste which to me 
is some of it's acceptable and some of it isn't. So I wanted to minimize the amount of waste I created. So I came up with a um, a pattern that is based on a shield um, and then reusable inserts. So I suppose a bit like an all in two nappy. That was what originally inspired me was so that you've got your shield. So you same as like an outer of a nappy and then these inserts that you can just change in and out. Um, and also part of that was to make it so that it's more economical as well. Because again, like we said about startup costs, CSP, if you wanted to get a whole stash, can be a big um, outlay as well. Yeah. So I wanted to make something that was ethical in its production, production a bit more zero waste. Um, like I said, the pattern that I've actually created creates no waste whatsoever when it's sewn. Um, and all it's all rectangular based, so they all fit exactly on a piece of fabric. Um, and then, yeah, make it a bit easier for people to use, really. And, dis you know, I took into account things like wanting it to be discreet. Um, so if they all fell out of your bag, you wouldn't necessarily, necessarily know what they were. Um, but still keep all the advantages of it being, you know, softer, comfier, colourful um, and all the things everybody likes about CSP. That's brilliant. I can't believe you. I would never have thought about the waste involved in producing them, I guess, because I don't see the, the process. But yeah, I'm, I'm really mm -hmm. impressed that you've gone and thought about how to reduce that waste. That's amazing. It's always been one of my key things, I suppose, driving factors. Um, looking at my own um, environment, you know, the impacts that I have and our household has as a, on the environment is I always just look at what's going out the door. So what's, you know, what's coming in versus what's going out. So things like I've finally found a milkman. <laughs> so I'm swap from, and my kids drink a lot of milk. So it's, we've gone from plastic milk bottles to glass. Yeah. Um, so that's one swap that I've been driving to make for a while. But yeah, I just look at what goes out the door. So I have a um, like a bin that I've sewn that when I'm sewing all my scraps go into that and then anything that's usable goes in a scrap bag which I make like breast pads, face wipes, um, anything else that I can do out of. Um, and I was sat looking at that pile one day and thought there's got to be a way to make this that there isn't a, the, that pile doesn't exist. Um, so yeah, it took some figuring out but the testers have all been really pleased. I've had really good feedback so I'm hoping next week that one will go live. Oh wow! I'm really, really excited for you. This is amazing, and I'm, I'm so impressed. Um, it's nice to Thank you. talk to someone whose like eco credentials are really strong and for everything that you're doing. Thank you. It's impressive. Thanks for your time today, Katie. It's been really lovely chatting to you and understanding the drivers behind your business and getting to know a bit more detail about all of your lovely products. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this. Please remember to subscribe to my channel and leave a review. And if you know someone else that would find this content really interesting, then please feel free to share it with them as well.